You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. Welcome into another episode of 21 Questions. You ask the questions, we have the answers. I'm Ken Swanson here with my dear friend, Joshua Briscoe. Joshua, hi, hello, how are you? Hi, Kent. I'm good and great and fabulous, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to answer some questions from the Discord that I post in all the time and love and that you resent and don't ever acknowledge. So I'm really happy to get to my people in the Discord. First time on the Discord for me in weeks after I dunked on you for, for not... Josh, uh, before we get started, I I was watching you do names with uh, announce the names of the winners of the raffles with my son, and he just started singing "Astronaut in the Ocean," and my introduction to that song was you. How how is that true? It's true, and I don't I think mean, my introduction to that song might have been Tucker. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just. We're giving him too much credit. No, I don't want to, you know, I don't give I'd Tucker hate to give Tucker credit. too much credit. We're just a couple of sleepy boys just doing a podcast <laughs> together. We don't want to acknowledge Tucker or anything. Just a couple no, of- not at all. Whatsoever. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a society full of sleepy boys. And me with the big logo is the sleepiest boy. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why that, it was just so funny. It was just like, that's like a full circle moment because I didn't know that song until you somehow introduced it to me. I don't remember exactly how. It's but like something I could do, but I just oh. have no specific memory of it. And here's the funny thing. The memory I had was I wasn't sure if you liked it or not. Yeah, me neither. I'm still not sure if I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> A little mystery to me. That's perfect. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, that uh, asked some questions on the KCSN Discord, the aforementioned KCSN Discord, uh, where uh, Joshua and I are just on all the time, uh, on way more than Craig and Maddie are, for sure. Yeah. But uh, no, you guys, as part of subscribing to the KCSN Substack, you get access to the KCSN Discord. That's where all the questions go. And that's what we are going to be answering today. We start with Julian K. Will any of the current wide receivers not named Rasheed Rice still be on the team next year? What do you think, Joshua? I, I'll say, yeah. I, I think Justin Watson can keep doing a lot of Justin Watson things. Two-year deal for him. Yep. Sky Moore is a rookie contract, like, cost-controlled. They would have to be so egregiously out on him to just cut him loose after two years. Got a second-round pick at wide receiver after two seasons would be brutal. Um, but also, they don't like playing him anymore. So I'm I'm not going to rule that out entirely. Uh, but I think I would say that uh, that Watson and Sky, obviously, in addition to Rice, like they said, I think I think that would be the trio. Um, but I think that might be it also. No, those, that's the right. I think that's the right list. Sky, maybe they try to trade him at the offseason. It's, you know, maybe a little pick swap where, you know, you get, you know, get something back if they just don't see him in their plans. Like, it's, it could be good inventory to have as a wide receiver six, but he's probably having to play special teams. Like, I think his role changes a lot next year if he's back because they just haven't been able to find like any production whatsoever. D Wiggy asks, will the Chiefs fire Matt Nagy after or during this season? Wide, dro- wide receiver drops are one thing, but sloppy play is a clear indication of coaching ineptitude. Uh, okay, so no, I don't think they're going to fire Matt Nagy. And no, I don't think the, I, I'll just be honest with you, I don't think the blame is appropriately ascribed in this, this answer that you gave D Wiggy, all due respect. I understand, you know, <clears throat> there are, a lot of 
pieces to a coaching staff and where accountability lies. Um, I do think Eric Bieniemy definitely had you know a better pulse on some things when it comes to accountability um, than than I think you know I think they're missing that. But I don't think to say I don't think it's entirely falls on Nagy or Andy Reid's shoulders. I think there's just got to be a lot of assessment in the offseason about that wide receiver group and if they are going to be held accountable and if they have the right person in that room specifically or people in that room joe joe blame matter could still have a, a big role for all we know uh the who's now the passing game coordinator so um i don't i don't know i don't know if that's necessarily i don't i don't think it should be just thrown at the feet of Nagy, and i don't think that they should move on from him either yeah, Nate made some awesome points on on Monday's Only Weird Games about the coaching staff and the specific issue of Kadarius Tony lighting up offsides all game. Now, that's something you would like a wide receivers coach to notice, the same way Dan Orlovsky noticed it, looking at it after the fact. So I would be stunned if they fired Nagy in the offseason. Um, I would be less surprised and, and a little bit a little interested to see if there is some shuffling on the coaching staff. There's always some. Guys end up in different positions. Sometimes it's for the sake of the coach. Sometimes it might be for the sake of the players. But I, I bet we see a slightly amended coaching staff somewhere along the lines, a positional coach, or and maybe if if Connor Embry ends up being a offensive quality control assistant next year, we'll know. Like we'll, we'll have learned some things about how the Chiefs do all that. But spread game analyst Connor Embry. Yeah. yeah. What's Brad Childers up to? Bring him uh, yeah, it's bring him back. Put him in the receiver room. Gooby 35, how many games this season have the Chiefs been beat versus beat themselves? Oh, man. I think they beat themselves four times. I was leaning towards saying zero that was not their fault, but that's kind of the standard of the team that you are. Um, the teams that won were there to pick up the scraps, which is all you can do as an underdog who lets a, a better team self-destruct some. Um, I I would have a pretty hard time... I, I like the Bills might have the best argument, honestly, in terms of a team like won the game, and that was still with all the offensive issues we've seen time and time again. Turnovers against the Lions, turnovers against the Broncos. The Eagles are good, but obviously um, something happened in that game. I can't remember. And then uh, the Packers uh, just seems like there was a few things here. Uh, self-inflicted issues. I, I might honestly, at this point, say they're they're zero for five on or five and zero for beating themselves. I think they were favored in all five of their losses too. So, like, I mean... It wasn't man. the Eagles' best game, even though they're a very good football team. Like, that's... There's a lot of room for that. I don't think there's... Like, I don't think the Eagles are a juggernaut like they used to be. I don't think the Chiefs are obviously a juggernaut like they used to be. Okay, this is a different... This is a different, just, NFL yep. than we've seen in the past. So, like, it's funny we're talking about all these losses and, I mean, one-score games and <clears throat> and there's just a lot of self-inflicted wounds keeping the Chiefs from establishing their dominance and clear dominance in the entire NFL. Like, I, At least the entire AFC, man. It's all right there, which makes it even more frustrating. Still not even out of reach. Like, that they could still wind up with the onesie, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, here we are. Uh, right C214. Are we sure Brett Veach is actually good at his job? I see him consistently listed among the top-tier GMs, and I've never been on board with this opinion. Uh, yes, I do believe that Brett Veach is good at his job, and I do believe he's one of the best GMs in the National Football League. And it's so funny because the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl in this calendar year. It is still the calendar year in which the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl. And, I mean, look, you can, pit, you can pick a few issues here or there. 
I he built one of the best defenses and the youngest defense in the National Football League. Um, he Rasheed Rice was a great find, and obviously, I think we all agree that they needed more at the wide receiver position. They just needed a stable presence, a stable veteran there. Who knows? And like, this is not me like necessarily like pushing blame on to, to Brett Veach, but like we've seen enough of him to know that he's going to fix what this team needs. He's going to take, you know, take issue and, and try to try to really fix things. He had a ginormous contract situation. He had to deal with the entire offseason where the player he was dealing with actually held out all of training camp and into the season. Who knows if that restricted what they were able to ultimately do with the receiver spot, you know? I don't know. So, no, I think Brett Veach is still good at his job. I still have a ton of faith in him. And even this draft class has been good. Connor, Juan E. Morris, Rasheed Rice. Come on. Like, this is, no, he's still good at his job. First round pick doesn't play, but I mean, I, I mean, that's, you know, hey, look, the Chiefs, you know, we'll not try to close the book on Felix. It's just, we, you, you, you picked three good examples. And I was like, who was the first? Oh, yeah, uh, play right now. Um, I look, I think that's by and large right. I, I do think it's hilarious that Brett Veach is always either the best GM in football or a terrible GM. There's never room in the middle there. Yep. And he exists in the middle. Not not smack dab middle, not like average. I think he's a, an above average general manager, but he's not completely above reproach, which is a frustrating thing to have to bash your head into. It's like, hey, you know, he'll fix the problems he finds, but is it a good idea to pay $25 million a year or so to a guard and then to restructure that contract time and time again to where that's where you're borrowing some money? Is this Juwan Taylor deal going to look like a horrendous thing in the future? And, and none of that is Brett Veach doing... The, I mean, look, I don't want to talk about 2020 NFL draft. I think that'd be a silly thing to do. But there have been a couple of unforced errors here and there and some, like, pretty, I don't know, kind of countercultural choices in terms of Clyde pick to a bunch of money for a guard to drafting linebackers with day two picks three years in a row. That ends up with a really good linebacker group best linebacker might be on a one-year deal as a free agent this year. Well, at least one of your two best linebackers. But there's a, I think there were choices made there in terms of like, it's a fair criticism to say that Brett Veach has not drafted very many skill position players because he's drafting less quote-unquote valuable positions in some instances over, over his tenure. Which again, like that's calculated, right? We're going to take linebackers and running backs who we think are better than their draft spot because their positional value fell down for the last few years. That's not been the case. Last few, last two seasons, last two drafts, it's been corner, defensive end, defensive end. Those are positions. Even if George Karloftis is only ever a good defensive end, that's still useful on a rookie contract. So yeah. I, I think he's still he's still evolving as every general manager should be. I think he's a very good GM. I think it's okay to criticize some of his stuff. And I think he is just as aware as anybody that this team needed a, a more real GT. Oh, yeah. I And that's what makes me wonder if, you know, some of the situations that they were in this summer yeah. might have, you know. Matthew, there's another receiver question in the Discord that I wonder if, we'll, if we get to here. I, I think Speaking of the 2020 draft, who would you prefer as a free agent? T. Higgins or Mike Evans? Um, Yeah, I just, you know, Jamar Chase, you can never get a number one receiver like that when you pick late. Justin Jefferson, you can never get a Justin Jefferson pick at 32. T. Higgins, you couldn't have had in 2020. I mean, I understand. Um, I I think I have not done a ton of thinking on this, and so I'm prepared to want to change my mind in actual offseason mode, but I think contractually, I'd rather have Mike Evans. I'm a little bit afraid of trying to, like, like 
Higgins might end up being the highest paid receiver in this free agent class, which might make him above, uh, among the highest paid receivers in football on the true open market, right? Like, I'm not missing something there. I'd, I'd rather, I think I'd rather have maybe the, the souped up DeAndre Hopkins deal and, and see how long of a contract Mike Evans would need. So for the Chiefs specifically, I think I'd go Evans. I think contract and team fit Mike Evans makes more sense. And like, I like T Higgins, but I don't know if the Chiefs would utilize T Higgins to the full capacity that Joe Burrow is where he just, you know, throws things up on a back shoulder and gives him a chance. Like, obviously the Chiefs have used that a couple of times with Rashi Rice, but that's not the staple of their offense. That's not how they operate. That's not really what they tend to try, you know, try to do. Mike Evans, I think you can move him around more. I think he is a much more advanced route runner. Um, I mean, he's one of the best route runners like in football. Still. Like it just in, like being a guy that big and all that. It's just like that is just he's a super talented guy. I would take Mike Evans. I think he just makes way too much sense in every sh- every sense. Just and then you can still draft a receiver again if you want and, and keep building up that group. I think like I was because I, I was doing this in my head a little bit earlier today before seeing that question. But I think Rushy and Justin Watson are definitely back. Sky Moore, we'll see, and then I think that's. I mean, Kadarius Tony probably back as well. I should have mentioned Tony. I do. I would. I would put Tony in that group. Also. I yeah, that was um, out of line for us uh, or off the line uh, for us to 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 uh, to forget him. That's Kadarius Tony infamously lined up over the line. Um, oh, by the way, like you mean like by an inch or two? <laughs> Pretty, pretty sure that's what Andy Reid said. <laughs> yeah, maybe a foot. Uh, <laughs> he glanced at the sideline enough while he was still trying to line up, so that counted. Did it. you see the Orlovsky video about all of this? I have. I. I. Yeah. Check out this week's Casey Laboratory for all of my thoughts, Joshua. Yeah, great point. Sorry, it's this. It is, posted yesterday. Like, it posted yesterday. Yesterday. That's right. I haven't gotten to catch it yet because sometimes KCSN works like the MCU. Where it's like these shows are happening then, but they take place here and they're released. So you know, I, I, uh, I can't wait to go back to yesterday's show and listen to it. And I apologize that I yes. wasn't able to listen to it before today's. Uh, yes, which yes, exactly. Um, so totally that. Anyways, I think they're signing a veteran receiver, and I think they're drafting a receiver high this year. And I think that's going to be more than enough. And I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl next year. So there's that. Kay Gubbinger asks Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed. I think that's going to be tough. Go back and listen to next week's episode. You're going <laughs> to no, find news on Legarius Sneed uh, in in yesterday's episode. Duh. Good, love it. Yeah, he's he totally signed an extension. Uh Kay, Kay Gubbinger uh, asks if this year is cooked. I no. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's Ooh. been it's been in the pan for a little bit. It's this year's warm. <laughs> this year is hot to the touch, but I don't think it's cooked yet. I think the whole AFC is like lightly broiled right now. Uh, I think if this was last year, it'd be cooked. Yep, but it's not last year. The Bengals yeah. should be winning the AFC right now, and they don't have their quarterback. And their backup quarterback is still looking pretty good. But like that, this feels like this feels like this should be an AFC North year. Yeah, I mean, but the the Bengals are fourth in the AFC North right now, and Lamar Jackson's healthy, and like this is just a weird year. I was too much of a shot at Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of teams that didn't win him this offseason. Remember that? Remember when the Falcons were like, "We don't want Lamar Jackson." Yeah, you sure about that? Now you 
You chose Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Sure about that. You sure about that? I'm not sure. C-Bones, out of the three failed experiments at wide receiver, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, recency bias aside, which one of those failures hurts this team the most this year? This I appreciate what I was referring to earlier. Oh, well, I appreciate that we're all kind of like, it, it, it's pretty much failures across the board for all three. I, I mean, at least sitting for, you know, 67% of the way through the season. Anyways, please continue. I think I think this has an absolute definitive first, second, and third place. I'm going to, I'm saying that definitively. Now you should answer and then I will, I promise I will not change to just to appease you. Okay. I, I, here's, okay. I think we're probably going to, I think we're going to be on the same pitch. I think so too. Uh, the one that hurts them the most, I believe, is Kadarius Tony. The one that was touted as wide receiver one by, I mean, like let's let's be honest, like James Palmer, fantastic reporter. He is well connected within the the, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs front office, and he facilitated the belief, uh, given to him by the Kansas City Chiefs that Kadarius Tony has wide receiver one potential, and he hasn't sniffed that. So I think that's number one. Sky Moore too, uh, because I mean he's regressed and he's got he's not I mean he's not he hasn't eclipsed last year's receiving yardage total from last year, and his production on a per snap basis is you know failure. And NVS, yes, he's been bad, but he's he is what he is, and he's always been what he is. And this team wasn't asking Marquez Valdez Scantling to be there middle of the field target monster they were asking him to run vertical away from a safety and while he has failed to do that this year i still think you know the other two's absence like the chiefs would be winning a lot of football games if both of those two guys had taken a step this year so can't we do not agree um i have i would put canarius tony third on this list i it is it is in part it is in part because the dude missed the entirety of training camp and you had that time to begin recalibrating. Mm. I, I don't know what the actual truth is, but they keep talking about like, well, you know, it's mostly health. And then they use him as Diet Debo Samuel for a couple weeks after. Um, I do think there's something to be said in terms of the, the Chiefs buying into a higher value for Kadarius Tony there. But that turned into Kadarius Tony gadget player again so fast that I just kind of doubt again what the foundation of all of that was. It was probably uh, the foundation of it was probably him being in training camp. And not hurt again. No, 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 no. I mean, I want the foundation of even that belief. What? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think uh, here, you want to know something. I think they thought he was going to be healthy. I thought they. I think they thought they could manage his soft tissue they, issues. They have nobody to blame but themselves for that. I mean, I I find myself being a Kadarius Tony straight up apologist more often than anything, and I wasn't betting on him playing 16, 17 games. That's crazy. Uh, it's certainly not not being a high workload guy. All of that. Yeah. But so I and maybe also a little bit of of it is that just that. When Kadarius Tony is involved and the ball's not going through his hands or his toes not going over the line, he is still, I think, still the most dynamic player on the offense outside of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, I suppose. Um, and certainly with the ball in his hands, it's him, period. So I I guess I can't quit Kadarius Tony, and that puts him third on my list. I would put MBS at two because it has been his standard is, you're right that he's always been this guy, but he's been a worse version of this guy when there was at least some thought, of, hey man, can you do 10% of the things a veteran wide receiver is supposed to do in this offense if you're the only veteran in this wide receiver room? And he has failed at all of that. He has failed at that at the podium, at the camera. He has failed at that on the field with his feet, with his hands, with running towards the safety for some reason. 
that's a, that's a catastrophe. But I, I have Sky Moore number one pretty clearly because I, I am taking the preseason hype on Sky Moore even more to heart than you're taking the preseason hype on Canarius Tony. He's the guy that Andy Reid talked about on NFL Network and at the podiums in the tent in St. Joe. It was, the, the logic I think was losing Juju Smith-Schuster. How much of that can Sky Moore now step up and be cheaper, younger, long-term, and do so many more of these things in the intermediate space that, that we are expecting him to do with a second year in this system? Don't worry about year one. This offense is hard. It's a, it's a, uh, a red shirt year for rookies. Year two, we're going to see a, a Sky Moore who leads the Chiefs in receptions, or at least Chiefs receivers in receptions, I should say. That was my expectation for him, and you you can't play him right now, and you can't find him when he's on the field. That's fair. I mean, Sky you is... You three pretty good arguments for three receivers who have had pretty terrible years. Well, and Sky is trending towards unplayable. Like, and I talked about, like, on, on the social media is, like, after the fumble, like the Chiefs needed to go back to Rishi and continue to use him because they need that guy because he's their best wide receiver and it's not even close. And Kadarius Tony still has value for this team and he still has a way to make an impact on this game in a way this guy more can. And I, I completely agreed with your angle on that, Rish- that Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Tony are both to some extent in the got to keep going back to him bucket. Maybe not, you need to build your offense around them in 2024, but right now they're the guys that need the football. And that's a very short list in I posited the theory that Skymore should consider bulking up and playing running back after this year. That's where I'm at with Skymore. Casey from Casey, is there an instance of the NFL banning a referee from calling team a certain team's game? Sheffer's his, Carl Sheffer's history screwing the Chiefs is longstanding. And was there a Bills defensive offside play right after that not called? So we might forget that the Chiefs were the beneficiary of a Carl Cheffers controversial call nine months ago in the Super Bowl. So I understand what you're saying. Carl Cheffers might, what's the ref that, that Chris Paul hates? I can't, I forgot his name. Oh, Uh, uh, I've deleted his name because Chris Paul's not a son anymore. Scott Foster. Scott Foster. So like, yeah, there's a little bit of Scott Fostering happening with Carl Cheffers right now, I think. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I, I still, I mean, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with Carl Sheffers after the game and you, yeah, you know, I, the only thing I would add is that I do think there's a tiny bit of it that probably did boil up into everything in the frustration against the bills because there is some groundwork there in that relationship not being great. And so when Andy Reid is fuming about no communication between him and the refs, I do think that has, that has an impact on it. They're not going to. I, we'll see what happens this year, right? We'll see like if he gets it to a playoff game and if we run into the same problems, then I'm ready to go nuclear on Carl Sheffers and if we have a Scott Foster situation. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a very busy time, and it can also be a time of giving to your family or to your community. 
It can also be a time of a little bit of extra added stress possibly to your life, whether it's from holiday travel, financial stress, or from being around your family that can add extra stress to your life. You might be extra focused on giving to your family or to your community, and maybe losing a little bit of giving to yourself. The holidays are always a great time to give to others, but sometimes it might be better to sometimes focus on yourself as well. So whether that's by starting therapy or going easy on yourself during tough moments, or maybe treating yourself to a day of rest, remember to give yourself some extra love during this holiday season. Therapy can be a great way to give yourself that extra love. It can make you feel grounded. It can help you remove some extra stress, maybe from your life, or help release burdens that you might have. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 21 questions here on KC Sports Network. Thank you, everybody that's listening, subscribing, supporting KC Sports Network. We really do genuinely appreciate you, and we're answering your questions right now. We get this one from Arrow. And it's probably the most important question of the day. Who do you think was in Andy Reid's Spotify Wrapped? Question, man. I think right now he he's got to be in some like real emo stuff, right? Like some real like maybe some maybe some old sad country like and maybe and maybe it's a little you know Taking Back Sunday because it's mm. something the Chiefs haven't done in a couple of weeks. Like you got lots of options. <laughs> Cook, you got a lot of you got a lot of choices here. Um. I don't know. I I loved this question and did not think to actually make sure that I was getting good potential answers here. But I I could see I, I could that see one was perfect. That, that I was mean, there. That's off the top. I could I could see some some again some like old some oh you got some sad Johnny Cash in that playlist right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's driving today. He's driving to work yeah. at three thirty in the morning listening to Johnny Cash do a cover of Nine Inch Nails. He's never heard Nine Inch Nails before in his life, but he's he has been hurt, and right now he is overseeing an empire of dirt offensively. I uh I went very surface level and just said cheeseburger in paradise. That's great. I bet I bet Andy Reid is a Jimmy Buffett guy. And like this isn't Spotify wrapped for November and December. This is Spotify wrapped for the season for That's for or for twenty twenty three. So like he's you know probably we are the champions by by Queen. Yeah, that's in there somewhere. Yeah, that's on, the, that's on his top one fifty or whatever the playlist is. What was I, your Spotify wrapped like? I if. It, if I told you I didn't do it, 
uh, I'm to do it now. I'll. I don't. Even, I don't know if I have the time. I, I'll go do it later. Uh, I listen to a lot of Nate Bargatze, his podcast. His music good. is terrible. I did. I thought they do podcasts because like people they do, those but we're getting shots of. We're clearly talking about music here. Oh, uh, uh, that's fine, man. I don't mean to put you on the spot. You got some, you know, weird stuff on there. You're not proud of. It's not that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, here's my, here's, oh, that's fine. I'll go, I'll go ahead and take it from here. Thanks. Go man. for it. Yeah. Um, new Front Bottoms album this year was great. You are who you hang out with. Straight up the alley of anyone who actually likes Front Bottoms. If you don't, I asked you about them. I'm pretty sure I was like, "What is this? Yeah, what is this?" Did. I think I was wearing a, some merch at one point, and you thought it was a profane name, and I think it is. Um, Hot <laughs> Mulligan. Hot Mulligan has completely rejuvenated, um, like mm. modern pop punk. It's some of the best that exists, but it, it's stuff that's come out in the last couple of years. Um, oh, I, I got it. Death Cab album was great. I got a couple. I got a couple. All right, and this there's, there's a couple of throwbacks here. Okay, so um, there's a band called Wolfpack. Sure. Ever heard of them? I have. Oh my gosh, they're so good. And they have like they're a, ba- a group of guys. They all you know they do their music together, but they all have like their separate side projects, and all of their side projects rule. They're actually more like solo artists that come together and do something together. They're doing like they're doing six shows this year. They're all in Brooklyn, and it's two shows a day for three nights, and that's it. Like that's their entire I, like yeah. So like they normally just go do festivals or stuff like that. Uh they they're fantastic. Okay, I got two more for you. So, did you know Switchfoot had a 25 year anniversary of uh, Beautiful Letdown? Of the Beautiful Letdown. Did you? I know- did. I did. I've listened to this. Have you? You've listened to the all these other bands remake it? Yes, I have. I have some very hot takes. Okay. Have you listened to the Dayglow version of Adding to the Noise? Yes. Banger. Yeah. It was my my sort of sort of unproud opinion a lot of that album is that it made me want to go re-listen to the original Beautiful Letdown album and I did that several times. I went back and listened to a lot of other uh, older Switchfoot. I don't, I'm not saying that they had like a drop-off at a certain point but I kind of dropped off at a certain point. You get me through at least Oh Gravity though. That, that album unreal. Everything before it. I'll just, uh, Gravity was on one of the video games I used to play too. Oh Gravity was. Uh, It's a baseball game. I think it was a baseball game. Right. Anyways, uh, the beautiful letdown. I don't really care what Switchfoot did after the beautiful letdown because it is a beautiful letdown after the beautiful letdown. I'm sorry, Whoa! that is just the that's a perfect album. Versus had some decent, had, had some good songs. I mean, I did. Just, Hurricane was okay, a little poppy. You can't, you can't replicate the magic that they captured in that one album. But anyways, MLB seven, the, or maybe MLB the show. Oh, yes, it's the show. Um, that's it's the I guess show. It's, was it MLB oh seven the show? I don't remember. And will be the show. Also, I don't know. All I know is that album is incredible, and all the remakes of it, fantastic. Like just like it's a great, it's a nostalgia piece, but it's also all these bands paying homage. It's got guys from Twenty One Pilots. It's got uh, Reliant. Like A One was what got me in. I was thrilled. Day Glow, John Bellion. But there's another band. If you listen, there's a band called Colony House as well. Yes, they're incredible, and they. Also happened to be Stephen Curtis Chapman's kids, which is like a very niche reference that only like, you know, a few people that are going to heaven are going to get. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, also they they produced some some absolute bangers as well. All right, let me tell you about Old Gravity real quick here, Kent. 
Uh, oh, Gravity, you go, Oh, Gravity title track, uh, American Dream. Which, by the way, this whole I was making Renee listen to some of this album, Driving Around. Also went back and listened to Five Score and Seven Years Ago by Relay. Okay, that's oh. so formative for me. Yep. Still really excellent. All of it. Um, here, here's the checklist for Oh, Gravity. Oh, Gravity, American Dream, Dirty Second Hands, Awakening, Circles, Amateur Lovers, Boss Midas and Myself. I mean, that right that is that is like a killer's esque. I don't think I could have I don't think I could have named anything but Oh Gravity. Like I don't I can't hear any of those songs in my head, so I'll have to go back and listen to this album. You can because... go listen to Foss Midas and myself again. That's a real like sort sort of storytelling kind of ballad, kind of grimy. There's mm. some grime in this album that's very good. I fell off. Not like rap foot. grime, just to be clear. That was like <laughs> my yeah. I had just too much T pain running through my head during 07. Yeah, like, sure. you know, I think that's really what happened is just T-Pain just took over my life. It's all ebbs and flows, and it did not occur to me until my recent re-listen how sort of, like, aware of late-stage capitalism so much of Switchfoot music is about. It, it, it's, it is a wild, they are a wildly, surprisingly progressive group from a long time. Like, smart, high-level, it's really good. I, yeah, I, I, I was listening to lyrics from the beautiful letdown, and I was like, Wow, I didn't realize it was that deep. Didn't pick all this up when I was twelve. Very, I was, I was a teenager. Very surface level. I was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very surface level with music. Period. Like, I don't, I'm not a lyrics guy where I'm really letting absorbing a ton of lyrics. Yeah. Oh, I guess you just mentioned T Pain being through your head a lot, so I get it. Like that's a good vibe. But you know, not as you know. I found the Beatles in 2007 as well, so there's they that. got some great stuff. Those four fellas, <laughs> yeah, they've done a few. They've done a few decent things, uh, not nearly to the level T Pain <laughs> or Switchfoot for that matter. But yeah, you know, close yeah. Uh, okay, I gotta. We gotta. We just we got derailed. Um, so one question: Is that not what this show is for? I felt like that tangent. We got a lot of questions still. We got to probably Great, speed. Let's go. Rapid let's, fire. Let's go. I'm ready. Let, he's going to speed. Yeah, we're going to speed round speed a round. little bit. Room. Uh, what word or phrases did you wear out during the game this week? Any? I think I got quiet over the course of the game this week. I stayed quiet. Actually, even like as that play was getting called back, I didn't get overly excited. I just, I'd, I have this weird thing with, uh, I don't know how I watch games now. Uh, power rate KCSN's, uh, the best KCSN hair. Nate's mustache is one, and we can argue everything else. Uh, yeah. That's so I would good. say I would say Nate's facial hair is one, and then your back hair is two. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, just DRK, uh, cut bench start. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Justin Watson. I'm starting Kadarius Tony and playing Justin Watson and Vince. Cut bench start. So I'm cutting. Right. I'm I'm cutting. I'm cutting Sky. Uh, I am starting Kadarius. Eh, I'm starting Kadarius, and I'm benching Justin Watson. I guess I don't like. In a it. very unofficial 2023 only standpoint, that that is my answer. Uh, I have a take that might have been used on the Casey Laboratory show uh, yesterday. I can't remember. I'm not positively sure, but it was interesting to me how they tried to use Justin Watson on that motion to try to utilize his speed in some way, shape, or form by getting him a head start. Yeah, getting him a running start. Like they're trying to get him involved more, but like he's plateaued as well. And like that's kind of just not a thing as much as I think it used to be like before Rasheed Rice's ascent. Um, Bones Jackson, do we think Mahomes was so pissed in bringing up 
uh, letting him play because of the non-call last week. I think he was frustrated with that. I think he was frustrated with his wide receivers continuing to fail this team and him, you know, him not being enough to elevate guys that drop the football, fumble the football, make mental errors. So I, I think it was just a lot of frustration boiling over all at the same time, and he wasn't about to go off on Kadarius Tony, so he went off on the referees. That's what I think. Hard agree. I think if you flip the order of these last two games, if they go exactly the same way, I think the outburst comes after the Packers non-call, and they try to swallow their emotions after the Bills game. If the Bills game was first. Matthew McNabb, continue, uh, he asks, if the lab guys versus only weird games crew played three-on-three basketball, who would win? We've already answered this question the last time, and it, it is the lab guys. I will fight anyone who says otherwise. I'm sorry. I love you, Josh, Nate, and Seth, but that's yeah, just... No, it's, it's the lab, and it has nothing to do with you. I would love to challenge any group of non-former professional athletes in the KC media escape to a three-on-three basketball tournament between the lab and ourselves. I'm just yeah, going to that say would that. be tough to beat. I think we have a decent little six-man group if we want to try to take on you know other outlets or whatever. I feel like <laughs> Nick Schaefer, he has nothing on us. <laughs> I, he was not high on my list of guys I'm looking you know, to take an elbow from, but I, I'm I'm with yeah. it's Schaefer Jacobs Lad. Let's go. Oh man, let's book. <laughs> Uh, Corey Peter, Elf on the Shelf does wonders getting my kids to act right in December. If Andy invited an elf to the wide receiver room to get the receivers to get their act together, what should he name it? I have it. I'm working on it. Can I can I go with mine? Yeah. Be enemy on a chimney. There it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was having a really hard time rhyming with be enemy, and I don't think I'm gonna do better than chimney. That's exactly what they need, though. I think it I think it works great. Like they they should try it at least. It, Eric in the barracks is is the closest, <laughs> but it's we were on the exact same page. That's like, pretty well, good, barracks. But how how many buildings have barracks anymore? I'm just using it as longhand, the opposite of shorthand for bedrooms, I guess. Is that well, okay? That's okay. Is that what? Okay. All right, Lee eighty seven. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. What is the top thing you're hoping for on your wish list this Christmas season? Not necessarily Chiefs related, but could be. Do you have anything? Not anything immediately coming to mind. I've already got great merch from the uh, KCSN collection at sandlotgoods.com. I've got Tucker's Sleepy Boy Society uh, merch, so that's usually what I ask for. No, I like surprises because it does it does sort of make it a more like personal thing. I, I want something at this point. I'll, I'll typically just kind of get it so i think i don't think there's anything in real in real life that i know about um and i would love to get some uh extra tacky gloves for the wide receivers mm. i yeah some more kcsn merch from sandlot.com would be an absolutely sandlotgoods.com especially considering the proceeds go to the kcsn foundation which is always a wonderful thing to uh to donate to as well i bought myself a blackstone for christmas what? A Blackstone? Do you know what a Blackstone is? Okay, just have one kid and you'll start. You'll start I don't want to do that either. So I'm I'm super hoping that's not what I get for Christmas. Oh, yeah, that would be, uh, you'd be in for quite a surprise. Anyways, it's a giant outdoor grill that you can like deep fry, bur- like you can fry burgers on, you can like, you can fry stuff on it. It's, yeah, make ginormous breakfasts. I can't wait to use it. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks like I mean, it looks sort of like a flat top, right? I mean, yeah, it's a flat top grill. Yeah, yep. love it, love it. Uh, Rugby Fox, uh, this is for the self-proclaimed Kirkland King. What is the best Costco deal you've ever scored? 
Uh, a Hawaiian vacation uh, with a free, with a rental car included and like 300 bucks in resort credit. And all of that was worth about what the rental car wound up being if you had just booked the rental car on its own. Rental cars in Hawaii are insane. Like, absolutely insane. Hard to get more cars on the island, I imagine. Ex yeah, that and like, a, you know, yeah, it's a supply-demand thing. Uh, so I got a ridiculous deal booking in advance like a year on a Hawaiian vacation for my wife and I's 10-year anniversary. Really Kyle C. asks who would win a KCSN combine. It's right, Matt. right. I mean, it's there's Matt. no shame in that. There's no shame in the in the guy who like will will put videos of his impressive workouts <laughs> on the internet. Like, I'm not ashamed about that. Who's second? Oh, uh, I want to say BJ. Honestly, that's kind of my my next. I think I could get BJ. Gotcha. I think I'd be up there. Uh, BJ would be up there. Uh. Craig, like typical NFL combine. Yeah, I'm Craig, not, I don't, my fast twitch muscles are not my strength. Craig says he would disintegrate if he tried any of that stuff. I don't believe him. He's being unnecessarily humble, which is weird because I think Craig is great. I do. I too think Craig is Craig is great. Uh, people have tweeted at him. Maybe if more people tweeted at Craig that Craig is great, maybe maybe he would believe it himself that he's also a physical specimen. Maybe that, tweet Craig, you're great and also a physical specimen. That actually turns out to be the grumpiest that uh, that Craig gets is when people compliment him on his greatness. So I I would I would really applaud anyone to continue to push push this. Yeah, I haven't fully gotten to see the full scope of all of it, but it's a little weird and still kind of funny to me. So I haven't. We'll see. We'll see when I stop enjoying that bit. Uh, Mike Denny, this question is for Briscoe. After being given data on how to be more active than Kate in the Discord, you have not changed your behavior on said Discord despite your goal. Would you like to become a wide receiver for a professional football team? <laughs> I was just, all I was going to say is, man, if you don't think I have plenty of experience knowing ways I could improve as a person and then don't even attempt to do that, I, but that's exactly right. I will be there. I run a very poor 40. But I will, you know what I can promise you, Kit? I will not unnecessarily run two safeties. But, but hey, I if you, I am blessed to find grass, I will stand there and turn towards Patrick Mahomes. I was gonna I was just gonna say if the if the class of, if the criteria is just not running near safeties, you won't do that either because you won't be able to get there in time. Yes, that's right. I'll take a screen target and then uh, my death will be similarly followed. I like it. Uh Nuja asks, why does it hurt less losing to the Bills than it did losing to the Packers? I don't know. Um, expectations, you, you think the Bills, maybe you believe in the Bills more than you believe in the Packers, but I, I don't feel that way because I feel like the Chiefs slept, were maybe a little sleepwalky against the Packers at times, and they were not against Buffalo. They a little optimism to close this thing out. Cheddar Bob, why am I kind of stoked for the idea of Mahomes going into Baltimore for the AFC Championship game and ripping their hearts out? Uh, because it would be just like, and this is like the back of my head always has this thought that like Mahomes is going to figure things out. Right. And it's yeah, been a good bet throughout his entire NFL career because he's never disappointed us ever. Uh, so why would he do it now? And so even amidst all this stuff, it could be like, Hey, look, this team winds up going to the Super Bowl, and we are just like, well, Mahomes is going to figure things out. He always does. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's still in the it's still in the range of outcomes. 
that this team can like win the Super Bowl. They have some of the best odds of the NFL. So yeah, absolutely. I think the reason you're stoked about it though is because you forget who he's throwing to. Like because because the because you're saying Patrick Mahomes, not the 2023 Chiefs offense, and you're still kind of betting on them to do something they haven't done yet. In, in terms of, uh, making you believe in yourself. So, Thanks for the, sorry. I ruined your I ruined your negative right off the top. The best Costco deal I've ever scored. <laughs> I think they've got these naked chicken nuggets and they've got some gyro meat. And the Spindrift is the best sparkling water I've ever had. It's better than the, the Kirkland brand, but I got them at Costco. That is 100% correct takes. Uh, you should try making your own buffalo sauce and talk, tossing those naked chicken bites in your own bo- buffalo sauce because that's what I started doing with Costco Hot Honey, Costco Franks, and Costco Butter. That is going to do it for 21 questions. That's what Kent does with his naked bites. That's exactly right. Can't go any worse than that. We'll catch you later. (laughs)